Hello, Lisa. Well, hello, Rick. So I've got something for us to talk about, but I have to preface it with a story. Well, the story is actually kind of mainly what I want to talk about. But anyway, uh, it's going to get a little bit weird, but I promise that it gets back to trust. Well, good thing I like weird and I trust you. So go for it. Right. So I was at a film festival where I had a booth set up to vend my creepy art. And since it's a film festival, there's a lot of time when the films are playing and no one's browsing any of the vendors. So it's a really good time to just hang out with other vendor buddies and, and watch films occasionally. And so one of my good friends was there too, and we were catching up. And this guy just kind of like strolls on in to the film festival. So a guy strolls into a lobby. Zing. I love it. Okay, so this guy comes up to my friend and my friend and I, and then he strikes up a conversation and he tells us that he's a freestyle rapper. And so we're all like, okay, that's cool, man. You here to watch the movies? And this dude just kind of starts freestyling. And at first he kind of, I guess he seems to be okay. But then I'm kind of realizing that his raps are just sort of off. And so my partner and I, we actually refer to this guy because I've, tell, I've told her this story a lot. Uh, we call this guy House Mouse because he would do this thing where you're following his rap and you totally expect him to use a word to rhyme. And then he does it. And his word choice just feels off or like he's missing the mark. Like, I have to try and give you an example. And I'm not a rapper, just disclaimer. But this is where we got his name from. So it'd be something like, he'd be like, uh... I'm sitting down, about to eat some cheese in my house, when suddenly my cheese gets stolen by a rodent. <laughs> and, yeah, right? And this happened repeatedly, where he'd be going on with the rhyme, leading to you, like, leading you to this super obvious word, and then he'd replace it with something that didn't rhyme. It's like, Felix is my pet, and he wears a little hat. What kind of animal? Felix is a feline. It was very frustrating. Interesting choices. <laughs> It sounds frustrating and, and frankly, completely ridiculous too. So I'm going to press you on this. How does House Mouse get to trust? Great question. So this guy's risks were really driving me crazy. And I wanted to kind of figure out why, right? So I've been thinking about it a lot. And I think the reason why is that he's violating the social norm of what I expected rap to be. His lyrics were violating my ex expectations. And I was getting frustrated because it was a repeated violation of trust. Fascinating. I'd love to know if you think he was doing this on purpose as some sort of way of intentionally breaking expectations as part of his own rap style, or do you think he was just a bad rapper? I mean, to be honest, I'm not really sure. Like looking back, I think what was frustrating for me was that it was just off enough that I couldn't tell if he was like trolling me or if he was just not very skilled at rhyming. Ah. So what I'm hearing is that it was actually a lack of clarity, the first facet of trust that was missing. It wasn't clear to you if House Mouse, I love that name, by the way, uh, was being a revolutionary rapper, rewriting the rules, or if he was just not very good. So it makes me wonder if it was clear to you that he was trying to be more experimental, if he would have prefaced that to you, um, do you think it would have felt differently? Or you would have listened with different expectations with the different story you were telling yourself of what rap could be? Ooh. That's such a good point. Um, I think a lot of creatives, especially fall prey to this lack of clarity, uh, especially when they're starting out. Because I remember being back in art school, being told that if you're going to break a rule in composition or color or anatomy or something uh, in order to say something, that's fine. 
but you have to break it all the way. You can't just bend it because then it's not clear whether or not it's on purpose or if you're just not very skilled. And I think that clarity really helps calibrate the expectations of the person interacting with your art. That's such a great point. Related to that too, I wonder if consistency is also at play here because it's consistency that helps us form expectations and social norms. So you expected Housemost to drop a rhyme because that's that's been your typical experience with rap over time, right? Um, if your consistent experience with rap was more like Housemost's non-rhyming flow, then maybe you would have felt frustrated if his rhymes all lined up in a row. Ooh, I see what you did there. Nicely played, rap mistress Lisa. I think I've got some work to do when it comes to rapping. But on top of that, this was your first, and I'm guessing probably your last, interaction with House Mouse. So your reference point with consistency in this context was with the mainstream genre that you were familiar with, not with his unique non-rhyming body of work. So if you would have already been familiar with House Mouse or had a larger body of his work to compare to, you would have had more clues to tell if his constant was to regularly bend or break, or if this was a one-off, which you couldn't have anticipated, which also impacts the expectations of your experience. Yes. So much yes to this. And this house mouse example might seem silly on the surface, but I think it reveals a lot about how our interactions set and break expectations. And broken expectations, whether these expectations were explicit or implicit, are one of the biggest violations of trust. Like think about whenever contexts where you feel rules are broken, whether like that's like someone cutting in line at the grocery store to get ahead, or when someone maybe gets a bonus when you know they're not meeting the qualifications the company has laid out for bonuses. Um, these apparent rule bending or breaking really goes against our social norms and violates our expectations. And when this happens, we lose trust in the people involved and the processes and the systems that are put in place that we should be able to trust. You're going deep, deep here, Rick. I love it. Um, I really think Housemos is a metaphor for this because I think it gives a shorthand we use to know whether or not we trust in something. Um, the question can just simply be, does it rhyme? Does this current experience or situation or interaction rhyme with the social norms I'm versed in with my past experiences? If we go into something expecting it to rhyme and it doesn't, that's a violation of expectations and a breach of trust. And if we don't expect it to rhyme, though, and it doesn't, then there's no violation. So besides house must be a case study in how not to build trust with strangers, what do you think we can offer our listeners today? Well, besides, I think, my own selfish wanting to take the term house mouse mainstream, uh, I think I wanted to just deconstruct why his behavior was so vexing for me. Like when the dude would break my expectations every single time, it was so frustrating. And I think that looking at it through the lens of social contracts being broken and mistrust being sowed, it makes sense why I got worked up thinking about this. Yeah. And I think, I think Housemos is now a term we can all use when someone is breaking social norms and expectations without being clear about what they're doing and why they're doing so. Otherwise, it can come across like you're just being a menace and housemosing ultimately erodes trust. Yes. So please, everyone, do not be a house mouse. You can strategically break expectations in a good way that benefit the greater good, or you can house mouse and just annoy and frustrate people. So please be mindful of your decision. Great responsibility. So with that in mind, I think perhaps a way we can leave our audience with a more proactive stance than to just not be a house mouse might be with a challenge about expectation. 
After all, we don't have control over other people's expectations, but we can certainly be clearer about our own. Yes, I like where this is going. Tell me more. Now I'm on the hook. Um, How's this? We'd love to challenge you, our listeners, to consider what expectations that you have that you could clarify for others. How many expectations are implicit to you? They're just in your head, but you're not communicating them clearly to others. And what would it look like to communicate one of those expectations more clearly and explicitly today? Ooh, such a simple but powerful and effective challenge. Awesome. So I guess with that, thank you so much for coming on this journey into the depths of House Mouse, and we will see you next episode. Thanks for listening to the Intrust Podcast. And if this resonated with you, be sure to subscribe or follow and leave us a review. We would also love for you to share with a friend, because after all, trust is an infinite game and it's better together. And now, a quick word from our sponsors. If you are looking to successfully make change in the world, you need to build trust. And lots of it. Fortunately, over here at Spotlight Trust, we've put together a 20-page practical guide that details actionable steps that you can take to build trust at scale and accelerate your change making. Download your free playbook today at spotlighttrust.com slash playbook.